2 Samuel chapter 23. Now these are the last words of David. David the son of Jesse says, The man who was raised on high says, The anointed of the God of Jacob, the sweet psalmist of Israel. Yahweh's spirit spoke by me, his word was on my tongue. The God of Israel said, The rock of Israel spoke to me, One who rules over men righteously, who rules in the fear of God, shall be as the light of the morning when the sun rises. A morning without clouds when the tender grass springs out of the earth through clear shining after rain. Isn't my house so with God? Yet he has made with me an everlasting covenant, ordained in all things and sure. For it is all my salvation and all my desire, although he doesn't make it grow. But all the ungodly will be as thorns to be thrust away because they can't be taken with the hand. The man who touches them must be armed with iron and the staff of the spear. They will be utterly burned with fire in their place. These are the names of the mighty men whom David had. Josheb, Bashebeth, a Takemmonite, the chief of the captains. He was called Adino the Esnite, who killed 800 at one time. After him was Eleazar the son of Dedai, the son of an Ahahite, one of the three mighty men with David. When they defied the Philistines who were gathered together to battle and the men of Israel had gone away, he arose and struck the Philistines until his hand was weary and his hand froze to the sword. And Yahweh worked a great victory that day and the people returned after him only to take plunder. After him was Shammah, the son of Agi, a Hararite. The Philistines had gathered together into a troop where there was a plot of ground full of lentils, and the people fled from the Philistines. But he stood in the middle of the plot and defended it and killed the Philistines, and Yahweh worked a great victory. Three of the thirty chief men went down and came to David in the harvest time to the cave of Adullam, and the troop of the Philistines was encamped in the valley of Rephaim. David was then in the stronghold, and the garrison of the Philistines was then in Bethlehem. David longed and said, Oh, that someone would give me water to drink from the well of Bethlehem, which is by the gate. The three mighty men broke through the army of the Philistines and drew water out of the well of Bethlehem that was by the gate and took it and brought it to David, but he would not drink it. But he poured it out to Yahweh and he said, Be it far from me, Yahweh, that I should do this. Isn't this the blood of the men who risked their lives to go? Therefore he would not drink it. The three mighty men did these things. Abishai, the brother of Joab, the son of Zeruiah, was chief of the three. He lifted up his spear against three hundred and killed them, and had a name among the three. Wasn't he the most honourable of the three? Therefore he was made their captain. However, he wasn't included as one of the three. Benaiah, the son of Jehoiada, the son of a valiant man of Kabzeel, who had done mighty deeds, killed the two sons of Ariel of Moab, he also went down and killed a lion in the middle of a pit in a time of snow. He killed a huge Egyptian, and the Egyptian had a spear in his hand, but he went down to him with a staff and plucked the spear out of the Egyptian's hand and killed him with his own spear. Benaiah the son of Jehoiada did these things and had a name among the three mighty men. He was more honourable than the thirty, but he didn't attain to the three. David set him over his guard. Asahel, the brother of Jarab, was one of the thirty. Elhanan, the son of Dido of Bethlehem, Shammah the Haradite, Elika the Haradite, Helez the Paltite, 
Ira the son of Ikesh, the Tekoite, Abiezer the Anathothite, Mibinai the Hushathite, Zalmon the Ahohite, Maharai the Netophathite, Heleb the son of Baana the Netophathite, Ittai the son of Ribai of Gibeah, of the children of Benjamin, Beniah a Pyrethite, Hidai of the books of Gaash, Abi Alban the Arbathite, Asmaveth the Bahumite, Eliahaba the Shaalbanite, the sons of Jashin, Jonathan, Shammah the Haarite, Ahiam the son of Sherah the Ararite, Eliphalet the son of Abishai, the son of a Maakathite, Eliam the son of Ahithophel, the Gilanite, Hezro the Carmelite, Paarai the Arbite, Egal the son of Nathan of Zobar, Bani the Gadite, Zelek the Ammonite, Naharai the Berathite, Armor bearers to Jarab the son of Zeruiah, Zeruiah, Ira the Ithrite, Garib the Ithrite, and Uriah the Hittite, 37 in all. So this chapter's got um, two sections to it. The first is what's called the last words of David, and the second section is all the mighty men, 37 of them. And so in the last words of David, it's, it's the first seven verses, and it's it's like a kind of a mini psalm. I said in the last chapter that David wrote 73 psalms, and the last chapter was also a psalm, but it was the same as Psalm 18. But now we've got an extra bit. It is a kind of an extra psalm. <laughs> so we've kind of got 74. And if you, count the, um, if you count the lament that David wrote for Saul at the end of 1 Samuel, uh, at the start of 2 Samuel, 75. So we've got 75 songs of David in the Bible. That's a pretty cool amount of songs. Solomon wrote a thousand and one songs, but we've only got one in the Bible, Song of Solomon, a whole book. But David, we have 75. Now this one is a prophecy because it talks about what's going to happen in the future. And if we go into the book of Acts chapter two, verse 30, on the day of Pentecost, Peter is preaching and he says, wasn't David a prophet? Well, yes, and here's an example. <laughs> In this chapter, we have a little example of prophecy, and he talks about, uh, it's, it's a little messianic prophecy. He talks about the Messiah who's going to come and he's going to establish his throne, but those who oppose will be destroyed. Now, in verse 5, he says, um, Isn't my house so with God? He says, Yet he established me. Now, apparently, um, in Hebrew, he says, the real thing that he says is, my house isn't so with God, and yet he established me. And I think that uh, the commentators that I was reading was saying that the modern translation has made it sound more positive, but it's actually the opposite. And the modern commentators did it because they think that his house was good with God. But what David's actually saying here was, I've made plenty of mistakes. There's things I haven't done that are right, but yet even so, the Lord has established me. And that's what we find with Nathan. Like the Lord, Nathan the prophet said to David way back in chapter seven, he said, because you wanted to build God a house, the Lord's gonna establish your house. So if it wasn't for the Lord doing that, there wouldn't have been an established house. And that's what David is also saying here. So we have a picture of grace. And that's really, really encouraging because you and me have probably done plenty of things which are not all that good. <laughs> but we wanna put the Lord first to make him our priority and let the Lord deal with us graciously, just like he did with David. And so then we come to the second part of this chapter with all the mighty men, which is a, such an interesting part. And there's all these names, which I did my best to pronounce, and hopefully I got a lot of them right. And um, 
but there's a few interesting little things to observe here too. There was the three, which were the three mighty men, but did you notice the three was more like a five? And they, they kept saying that, you know, there were these three, but then there was Abishai, who was chief of the three, but not one of the three. So it was a four. <laughs> it was kind of like uh, the three musketeers, but then there was D'Artagnan. So there's four. But then there was Beniah, you know, the, and David made him the chief of the bodyguard. So Beniah is like another kind of person that fits into the category of a three, but he wasn't counted in the three. So it's kind of like five. And then we've got the, the, the 30, but the 30 is turns out to be like 32. By the time you add them all up, there's 37 of these mighty men. And these are, are people of great renown and some of their deeds are, count, are you know, recounted here. And uh, one of them is the story of the getting of the well from the, wa the w water from the well at Bethlehem. Now we all know Bethlehem, that's where Jesus was born, but it's where David's family came from. And you'll remember in the book of Luke, uh, it says that there was a census and everyone had to return to their own hometowns. And, and so because of that, Mary and Joseph go to Bethlehem because it's their hometown. It's their hometown because they're descendants of David. Both of them, both Mary and Joseph are both descended from David and Bethlehem is their hometown. And so here we've got a story where David, it's his hometown. But in the story, it's conquered, it's under the control of the Philistines. Now we don't really get a good sense of how much the Philistines controlled the land of Israel. By the end of Saul's life as king, the Philistines controlled a lot of Israel, so much so that the son of Saul had to set up his kingdom across the Jordan River in Mahanaim. And um, so we've got this story that's, I'm, I feel like it's back in this period where Saul is the king and David is on the run, but he's got these mighty men with him. And David says, oh, I wish I had a drink from Bethlehem, but I can't, you know, that the Philistines are there. And these three guys decide we're going to bust through. <laughs> and uh, I know that um, I, I've been a youth leader here at Peace for, you know, about almost just short of 12 years. And I've just handed over to, to new leaders and I wish them every grace. But one of the things I've always liked is Dr. Pepper. It's a drink that's really popular in America. So God bless all the American listeners and have a Dr. Pepper for me. But Dr. Pepper's hard to come by here in Australia. <laughs> it's like the water of Bethlehem, you know. <laughs> and so all the youth here, they knew that I liked Dr. Pepper. And we were on one of our youth trips. We'd gone out west. And one of the little shops out west was selling Dr. Pepper. And next thing I've got youth that turned up on the bus with Dr. Peppers just for me. <laughs> well, see, they're my mighty men. And that's an example of people who love the Lord, but they have a heart for their leader. These guys here, they're, they're his mighty men because they had a heart for him and because they had an open heart for him, the mightiness of David transferred into them and they became mighty as well. They all became mighty men because they were with David. They would never have become mighty men on their own, but they had an open, a, a big heart for him. And if you're in church, you have a big heart for your pastor, you'll find that your pastor's heart starts to get into you and all the good things that he's got, you start to become good at those things too. So the picture of what we see here with the mighty men, that's a picture of what's supposed to happen. Leaders are supposed to influence their people for good and people are supposed to have big hearts towards their leaders and be influenced for good and to become like them. It's not about academics or it's not about you know just mental things, it's, it's, it's about the heart. You're supposed to have a heart of sonship toward your leaders so that the grace of God can flow through them to you. 
And Jesus also had mighty men. You think about David as an example of Christ. Well, Jesus had 72. David had 37. Um, but Jesus had 12, 12 disciples, but he had another 72. Uh, and he, these were his mighty men. And then you and I, we can be Christ's mighty men as well. <laughs> and this includes the women, of course, because uh, in the scriptures, sometimes these are, just, these are just ideas that are used to speak to everybody. And, you know, for example, we're all the bride of Christ. That's an idea, but that idea applies to all the men. You're all a bride. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the idea here of, of being a mighty man for God, well, that includes the women. You're a mighty man. <laughs> so uh, let us keep an open heart towards the Lord. Let's keep an open heart towards our spiritual leaders and let's let grace flow from God through them to us so that we will become mighty like those who have gone before. Father, thank you for the example of David here and his mighty men. Lord, in a short prayer right now, I ask for grace to be released for all my listeners and to myself that we might become mighty men for Christ. In the name of Jesus, amen.